0: been walking through the Navy Exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it. Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, We're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh lets you display that pride but doesn't make you cringe uh also if you're willing to and you're able to please go to patreon.com slash Dgus podcast pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today what's up everybody let's spin some yarn we're on to another memo um i like <laughs> i'm i'm trying to balance like being at the precipice of falling off the bitter and jaded cliff and uh trying like trying to be objective it's it's like i'm striving for detaching and being objective but like god he's making it hard on me um first i just want to like precurse this one with uh for all the other listeners like i know some of you are into this stuff the chief centric stuff like because it's kind of like a look behind the curtain or whatever but, like, some of you probably don't care, uh, especially – I mean, I don't know. It's all – everybody interfaces with Chiefs, so it's, like, maybe it's interesting to some people. But, like, some of you probably prefer the other content. I, I promise it's coming. That's why I'm trying to bang these out, like, multiple podcasts per week. Uh, my goal is to do the Moral uh, Humility Foundations next week um, – and then uh i got damo coming on soon um we'll talk about some stuff i'm sure it'll be chief stuff too but like it's so relevant to enlisted leadership that it's hard to avoid um and so i you know i can't but also like i understand that it's not. That's not what everybody wants to hear all the time, and I know it's been heavy because the Chiefs season's happening, because these moments are coming up, But I just want to let everybody know. Like, I'm I'm trying. I just like I got. I feel like I have to get these things out right now because it's so relevant because the Chiefs season's happening. But I I am gonna circle back around and, and get some more stuff out. Um, I'll probably do a September 11th episode, like a heritage type one. Um, but yeah i i want to do some other things so that it (laughs) it can give something for everybody and then what's unfortunate is like i it would be broken up by seeds of triumph and trash panda but they're both chief selects and then trey has a life so like he's still putting them out but like you know i don't anyway there's more diversity coming i promise um but yeah so this one we're on to competency um uh, the first i i want to bring up at the beginning the first thing that i have an issue with with these memos for the chief season are they don't really reflect his priorities like they kind they're adjacent like he released his priorities and it's warfighting competency so there's that part even though this isn't like Warfighting competencies competency specific a specific like zone of competency i would say uh, even though it kind of all overlaps i guess um professional and character development so i guess it's there and then quality of life the next memo the way i understand it is connectedness so we'll see how that interfaces with quality of life i guess i i don't understand why he didn't just <laughs> like if these are your priorities why he didn't just like name each memo of that uh, and then but anyway like it uh, i mean i i then loop back around to how pointless these one-page memos are because they don't give you any actual information like it's just word salad it's just word salad like i i i, I don't doubt they're coming from a good place um i just keep getting like like ariana it got to uh hang out with him a little bit and talk to him the other day uh during a, a an event and uh like great review. He's a good dude. I know this. I did like he probably hates me at this point, but like he he seems like a good dude. Everybody likes him. But this is this ain't it, man. This ain't working. This isn't gonna fix anything. Unless there's a big follow-up, like grand slam swing waiting in the wings. But you know, I'll hold my breath. All right, so let's get into this one. Um, this like the this is the first one where I got through a whole paragraph and I was like. All right, not bad. Like, so the first one talking about the tone of the Navy and the tone of the command and the tone of the deck plate set by the chiefs mess. Okay. Like, I, you know, like I, I, I think I can agree with that. Like, it's not that simple, but largely I would say the lion's share of, of the tone on the deck plate, you know, whatever that means, uh, is, you know, I like the command culture is largely driven by the chiefs mess. I could, I could, I can, I can go with that, uh, our duty goes well beyond our direct responsibilities. It goes, and, and this is where I like, it starts to lose you because they say things like our duty goes well beyond our direct responsibilities. And then the word salad starts and it, there's no specificity. There's no like policy. There's no program. There's no anything explaining. Okay. Well, how, like, what are the responsibilities and privileges that don't appear in print? Hmm. Maybe they should appear in print because we're the military and we're policy driven, like there should be a policy document but anyway i digress so then it talks about going this is the one line i would take uh, issue with is it goes to caring so beyond the direct responsibilities it goes to caring for the entire command of the navy as a whole It's less egregious, but very similar in ways to the line, the mental health line about and like even just the line about like you're responsible for the physical and mental health of the your sailors and their families, like (laughs) caring for the entire command of the Navy as a whole. Like how? Be specific. How? What do you mean by that? I'm responsible for caring for the whole command. Like go go further. You're a chief on the ship all the time. Okay, that means that when you're out there and you're doing things, like you don't just walk by it because it's not your division, it's not your shop, it's not your ship, it's not your problem, right? Like that. But like, be more specific and explain what does that mean, because I can't possibly be responsible for the entire command and the Navy as a whole and still do my primary duty and all the other things you want me to do right so this is again it's less egregious i kind of get where he's going with that like just care like it's a it's a general term and it's vague enough without like pointing me in a specific direction that i couldn't possibly you know be responsible for so like less egregious but it's still kind of that flavor and i I, I didn't love that but the whole first paragraph's like all right you know like i don't love it but like i don't got a big issue with it and then um going on to the the second paragraph uh, it's like great like competent chiefs are effective leaders and all or no that's wrong that's three sorry the chief is a prime instructor for how things get done correctly okay I agree that should be true uh, they are masters of their rating and must be technically and tactically proficient uh, skeptical hippo eyes but like I should be okay and we'll, we'll get to the should be's later like that this is all painting this picture of like this ideal realistically unattainable though we should be striving for it ideal of what a chief petty officer is but it's like this muddied vague gray area vision of a chief like because it's not specific enough but uh anyway and then uh they're accountable for their team's performance and work relentlessly each day to drive improvement okay Uh, again this is the this is an ideal i don't I don't know that I agree that this is always true, but like I agree that like probably the the majority uh, are are striving for this. Not necessarily achieving it, but definitely striving for it. Um, But then it says they achieve more by eliminating unproductive chaos in their commands. This is where you fucking lose me. Because while I agree that it is a chief's job to stand in front of that just Fire hose of bullshit that's coming at them constantly. I'm not wielding that fire hose of bullshit largely, right? There again, the junior sailors, there are are junior sailors out there that would disagree because of the interactions they're having with their either toxic or more likely incompetent leadership. But what what really happens, I was talking to this with with Commodore Pittman the other day is the you're you're dealing with this the like the officers and this plan it's the triad i mean i don't want to like the chiefs are involved too but like the officers drive the plan of the week right department heads coxo i mean it depends on the size of the platform who's really running that um and at what like level of granularity but like i don't write the plan of the week i mean on a submarine the department chiefs would populate it and then the officers would flip the table over and just make everything just not make any sense and then if there's any white space it like and i just mean like open space in the plan of the week it would get crammed full of bullshit right and so then I got to stand in front of that bullshit fire hose to try to shield my people from the chaos wrought by the incompetent planning and execution of all these things. Right. So I, like I, I hope that's what he means, but that's not how it's written. I can't control that unless it's stuff that it, like is within my sphere of influence, which is a lot less than people think. Like, do chiefs have a lot of power? i I guess like sure but it's like it depends on where you're standing you know what i mean like your per your perception of a chief's power depends on where you find your feet right where you are in your progression in the military because like a, a random lcpo on an aircraft carrier versus like an 06 department head like that's not you know what I mean? Like, I don't, don't have <laughs> power there. You know what I mean? Like, could I exercise some power that would probably just get told to pack sand? Yeah, sure. I could go stand on that 06's desk and tell him what's what. Doesn't mean it's going to accomplish anything other than making me feel good for the 30 seconds that I'm talking before he regulates or she regulates on me. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, it's it depends on your perception. It depends on where you're standing. So um, when it's when it's talking about eliminating unproductive chaos in their command, I can't do that unless I'm the CMC, and even then I'm in, in an advisory role. Like I had a conversation with uh, a CO leaving my last submarine. He wasn't like he was my CO technically, but like two crew submarine, you merge crews. My CO left, and then for like a couple of months on my way out the door, I had the other crew CO as the merged crew co in the shipyard anyway had like a little meeting with him and uh for cob calls, i needed a co signature for that and uh we were talking about the role of the cob and the expectations and how they interact with the co and stuff and one of the things he told me he's like look man like you'll be successful if you approach the role with this in mind just kind of view everything through this lens like you being a Cobb or being in a command SEL position is not a chief's command tour, meaning like I'm not the CO. So it's not like I guess he had some experience with Cobbs or CMCs that in that role um, tried to like act like it was their command to like govern how they chose on the enlisted side of the house. And even, yeah, I've seen Cobbs kind of regulate on officers, too, which there's a time and a place for that. But um, it's not my job to t- to tell officers what to do and when to do it. I can like counsel and and train and mentor and guide and sometimes hold them accountable like that's definitely my role sometimes, but I'm empowered to do that by that CEO and he can yank my leash or she can yank my leash whenever they want. I work directly for them. And so I'm it's an advisory role. Like I wish they would have go away from senior enlisted leader and go back to senior enlisted advisor more like they say it sometimes. But like uh, especially at the higher levels, like the flag levels. But it's like you're an advisor. Like I, I don't get to make policy unless I'm empowered to do so by that CEO. And really, it's like I'm just their proxy, but th- they're making the policy. I'm just like they gave me permission to. Yeah, you know I'm saying like it's it's. Not mine to make unless that power is delegated for the things that fall in my sphere of influence. So um, in that advisory role, when we're talking about like a divisional LCPO and you want me to to work on this, like I, like eliminate unproductive chaos in their command, I that's not a thing that a divisional LCPO is able to do. Can you shield your sailors from some of the pain that comes from the discord and chaos wrought by incompetent leadership yes and i but that again this is the words matter thing like the the way this is articulated is is very poor like you you can help advise you can be a voice of reason in the room and i i was that guy a lot right and i also got ignored a lot like a lot of times i was the guy in the room that everybody wished would just shut up i know shocking shocking i'm like (laughs) i know that like That surprises everyone, but it's like the, they just wanted me to like, let the status quo be. And it's like, I'm not going to be that guy ever. And I think that's what he's getting at in this line, but that's not what it says. Right. I think that's kind of what he, what he had in mind when he wrote that, but that's not what it says. Right. Like I can do those things and trust me, like I push that envelope as far as you can push it. Like go find one of my old cobs. They'll tell you all about it, especially on my third submarine. Like. I was very vocal and I pushed as hard as I could. And a lot of times me knowing I pushed as hard as I could was because my cop chin checked me, like said senior at the end of the sentence where he told me to basically shut up instead of like chiefs are usually on a first name basis, but it's like your mom pulling your Christian name. You know, it's like when Cobb's calling you senior chief, you, you know, like it's time to shut up. Like, and that's his prerogative. Like he's the guy wearing the cookie to work. So he's the last word on the things that he's the last word on or the CO, same thing. Like if we're in there talking about a move that the command's going to make or some plan the command is going to enact and I'm the one vocally opposing it, whether or not I'm supported, whether or not the whole room agrees with me, if the CO just is like, look, I hear you, but no, we're doing this then we're doing it. Like, I can't, unless it's like endangering people or equipment or or like it's an unlawful order, we're doing the damn thing. And that's the CO's prerogative. I don't have the power to just say no because I disagree. Except for in those very like unlikely specific scenarios of like unlawful orders, which encompass the danger to personnel or equipment or whatever. Um... So yeah, you just can't like, it's, it's really poorly worded. And that's, that's present in a lot of these. It's like, they, it feels really lazily worded and like art, or articulated. Like they, like they didn't put a lot of thought in, into how these things are going to be perceived by the audience that it's intended for. So that's like, I have a problem with all of these for those, for, specifically for those reasons. It's like, they stayed intentionally vague and and made these like broad statements that encompass too many things because they had to keep it to one page for fuck i don't know like why it doesn't because they're because it just strips all the value out of it because there's no detail there's no actual intent here it's just a bunch of like flowery words and and um phrases that i guess sound nice they like they don't sound nice to me but because because how my brain works but yeah, this just, I, I just, this, I struggle to understand the point. I struggle to understand how these get released without a critical eye from like the Mick Ponds leadership mess going, bro, like what does this actually say? And like providing the kind of filter and pushback that you're hearing right now behind a closed door, you know, like I just, this is rough. Um, So moving on to three competent chiefs are effective leaders in all their duties. Like, okay, that's a true statement. If like, cause it says competent chiefs, which I love that he's using those words. Ariana's convinced he listens to the podcast and like is implementing some of this stuff. And at least what's coming out of his mouth. Um, maybe I know he's aware of it. Like, cause he untagged me from an Instagram post and for some other reasons, but like, I know he's aware of it. I don't know if he listens to it, but, um, they are unrivaled in their attention to detail both for themselves and their people they set clear accountability and work collaboratively i just i got to um the like the role model piece this is what i wrote down the role model piece at the end of two like paragraph two and pretty much all of three i wrote just like same thing i've said in some of the other ones like who are these people and the reason I say that, I, it's not an attack on the mess as a whole. Like, I clearly value the mess. Like, I, I love Chiefs. I loved being a chief. I love the Chiefs mess and I love the potential it has for doing good in the world, meaning like the naval world. But, like, I, the way this is communicated, and I went back to the introductory Chief Season memo. To try to see if it's explicitly stated, and it doesn't, it alludes to it a little, but you gotta kind of like make an assumption, you gotta make a couple of like small jumps to get there, that these are goals and this is like supposed to be an ideal that we're striving for. Like he makes comments about um combating incompetency and in substandard performance, and that he expects everybody to do that, and then you're gonna have these conversations that are mandated where all the chiefs are present. But like, it doesn't say, it doesn't say enough. It's it's like everything with all these memos. It's just not explicit enough. It's like, if you're providing explicit direction, which is what it it feels like is intended by these memos, or at least should have been, because otherwise I don't understand the point at all. If this wasn't intended to be like explicit guidance on how to be a better chief, the his expectations for his chiefs, In the chiefs mess at large you know like i if if this wasn't intended as like guidance like this is the identity of chiefs thou shalt go forth and do these things then like i don't know what's the point like because i get told constantly that the pushback from many different levels on revising the chief's creed is oh well the who we are and what we do is already in the mission vision guiding principles then why aren't these written on the mission vision guiding principles uh, you know what I mean? Like, or why don't we revise the mission, vision, guiding principles to reflect this? Like I just, whatever, man, if you want to have a flowery creed, that's like dog shit, whatever. But like, I, it's the, the policy document. That's who we are and what we do, which I, again, mission, vision, guiding principles, not really a policy document, unless you consider the fact that it's the chief eval also that the trait blocks on a chief's eval are the mission, vision, guiding principles. So in that form, it's policy of some kind because that's how we're evaluated but the mission vision guiding principles is just a document that McPon released so it's like where's the fucking policy document like where's where do i go to find a job description that's like policy and that's what's missing is like you can communicate this identity shit all day long but it's like this it like these vague like course corrections or like Uh, slight changes or this is just how i feel about what chiefs are for three years and then we get a new person that thinks something fucking different it's like somebody for fuck's sake write it down sign it out and say this is it and if it's the mission vision guiding principles where's the cno signature like i'm fucking not real as far as i can tell I'm like, I'm standing by to be corrected. If there's something out there that I missed, cause I've gone through the Naval leadership development continuum instruction and all also shit. It's not there. Like the chief season isn't even mentioned in that document. And it's a leadership development instruction for fucking enlisted people. But I digress. All right. So, um, yeah, it's just like more word salad about like who these people are. And, and like the, the reason why I take such issue is like just yesterday I got sent an article from a mass chief buddy of mine about some high level CMC that just got arrested for raping a minor. And it's like, those things exist. And while they're extreme outliers in a bad way, obviously like I, I, I will continue to maintain that the sociopaths like this dude that, exist in the mess are like the 0.01 percent right which is still a giant problem but like when we're looking at it as a whole like yeah i mean like i i get it it's a giant problem that's fucking gross and like that dude i hope they throw him in a deep dark fucking hole but like when we're talking about these documents it's like we have such problems that like yeah i get we're trying to communicate this ideal but like i mean i think because it's not explicitly stated but i i guess i just get frustrated by like these documents that don't explicitly acknowledge where we find ourselves right now like what's the analysis of us right now and like again commodore pitman said with the bell curve thing he made a statement about like he thinks we're kind of like okay like there's a bunch of bad messes bunch of good messes we're about average on a bell curve if you were to analyze everybody right because he has the he analyzes a lot of chiefs messes being a commodore right? he has a whole squadron of submarines so um and, and that's about like even though i think i probably have Um, higher expectations just because i think there's such such potential that that it's like we we just accept the bar being lower because of uh when we look in the rearview mirror and we kind of look where it's been before right like and, and in recent memory like again Pittman mentioned some things and i've talked to like crusty old retired guys that talk about what it used to be like in like the 90s right there was plenty of problems obviously like you had tailhook and just all or i think that's what it's called all these crazy scandals and 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 the cult there's been a lot of cultural leaps in good ways right but there was this um well there may have been this is all perception-based anecdotal experience from these individuals but like I don't know. Like, it seemed like there was probably a stronger like leadership competency in some again, in some ways, emotional intelligence notwithstanding. Um, But either way, it's like when you look back, it's kind of like we've we've gassed ourselves up as this like exemplar of standards and excellence and technical expertise and all this stuff and leadership. And it's like, I don't think we've ever really been that like ever as an organization, I think we've just kind of like convinced ourselves that, <laughs> that we're that thing and like measured against the non-existent competition within the, the lifelines of the Navy. Sure. I guess we're that thing because we're a monopoly. <laughs> like, yeah, you know I mean, like I, I don't, I don't, I just think in, in absence of any type of catalyst, we haven't been striving for the excellence that we put on our bumper stickers and t-shirts. You know what I mean? Like we, we haven't been adding the mechanisms that we need to on our, on a regular basis to ourselves. Like, cause yeah, push for excellence, push for constant improvement, hold people accountable, all those things when we're talking about like E6 and below and like junior officers and, and such, but like, and the command and whatever, but like, What about us? What about making Chiefs objectively better? What about raising standards within the mess? What about raising competency? What about education? What about like bringing some of the things that we know are wildly successful in the outside world? Or just other communities, right? Like I'm a giant Jocko fan. Jocko was a Navy SEAL. He's a retired Navy SEAL commander. Go talk to him. And I mean, they kind of have. They did like some all-hands interview and said they were going to do some stuff with him and I haven't seen any of it. But like i the competency is is out there and some of it is like veterans and or present day service members but it's like just individuals anomalies within the mess or within the navy at large but it's not built into our institution and that's the problem um yeah i so on to four more word salad, uh, and the line about it, it could have worked if there was more context, more detail, some kind of an explanation. But like, Chiefs are a combination of doing things right and doing the right things because we need another bumper sticker in our life. Like, I I and part of this is personal bias. I absolutely hate hate people's little like leadership taglines that are mirror images of phrases that i could just shred when you start to like think about it in the context of real life with some kind of like actual detail (laughs) added to it like real life scenarios or just some type of context of my role actual like in real life as whatever i happen to be and so like now i'm speaking as like the in the role of the listener right like divisional lcpo departmental lcpo like some type of community where it's smaller or like a different role or whatever where it's like you just it's too vague like doing the right or doing things right and doing the right things one what's the difference explain it to me because i again i think i can infer meaning right i think i can like assume what he meant by that but i'm not sure and it's like they know the standard they walk past is the standard they accept it's all these like a lot there's a lot of phrases that you hear a lot during the chief season or it within the chief subculture just like the taglines the phrases that are used not just the stuff you see on shirts like uh results not excuses and shit like that but even just like during the chief season, you hear it's not about you anymore. You hear um this line some version of this line about walking by uh something that's wrong and now that's the new standard, that type of thing. You hear that a lot. So there's a lot of things like that. And it's just like it, it almost feels like the the topic changes sentence by sentence because there's not enough room on a one-page document to provide the kind of detail necessary the kind of, like to provide any context on what he means by that and so it's extremely frustrating to read these things because it's just like a con it's like schizo it's like not schizophrenic it's almost just like a shotgun blast on a target like just birdshot just shit everywhere you know what i mean where he just goes here and then here and then here and then here and there's no detail it's like i'm you introduce Chiefs are a combination of doing the things right and doing the right things. That's the beginning of a paragraph. The rest of that paragraph should be explaining what that means. And it's just like it's not. It's a bunch of different stuff. They take on a coaching role by having teaching moments on standards. What does that mean? What's a teaching moment? What are standards? How do they work? How does one establish and communicate a standard? How does one enforce a standard? Is there a book that just says standards on it? Or do I get to create them? or both. Like there's just so much shit to talk about there. You know, I probably have done a whole podcast on standards, but like, just, there's, there's a whole thing to, to tease apart and talk about. And like the retort will probably be, well, that's what I said to do with these memos. And it's like, yeah, okay. But like, you're, you're leaving the inmates to run the asylum. If that's the point, the only thing that's going to happen here, right? Like if that's the point of these. Like I, I don't disagree that conversations within the mess are are great and things can be learned for sure. But like there's nothing new introduced, right? It's just all it's just one line. And then hey, go talk about this. Well, within that room, the competency level is the competency level. And while they could like be slightly all over the place, and during those conversations, maybe they maybe they cross-pollinate some of that information, but that mean, the mean level of knowledge and competency in that mess, it's in the same place that it was before because the same people with the same information are in the same room together. So it's like, I just, there's gotta be something more here. There's gotta be something more. Um, (sighs) Oh God, there's only one left. There's only one left. Um, yeah, the the little things comment got me. Um, this is I think it's in the last paragraph. Is it or is it? Oh no, it's in four. So it says they know the little things matter because they prevent larger, more significant problems in the future. I um, immediately went to like the perspective of Junior Sailor's little things, which is what he's talking about. I think again like <laughs> okay I shouldn't say that I think that's what he's talking about because he didn't tell me explicitly um but the little things and I like I immediately went to like what routing a timely leave chit or fucking parking or, or yeah you know, or those types of things which will fall into that quality of life realm even though he's probably going to be focused on larger whole navy issues it's like you, do you know what it would do for sailors, if somebody like the Mick pond just came in and and he could make it a priority for other people because I understand he's gotta go testify and find a Congress on C SPAN and whatever else he does with his free time. But like the if it was just made a priority to fix parking. Because like fixing childcare, like it's a big issue. And I know it's been talked about and advocated for and worked on. I know Russ Smith was working on it. Honey's he's probably working on it. It's huge. It requires a shitload of funding. Parking probably requires some funding for sure. Like there's some parking garages that need to get built out there, but also... There's a ton of parking on base that goes unused because some asshole put a sign up and then barely ever parks there. But they just want to have a spot for when they do have to come in so that they don't have to have that problem that junior sailors encounter every day. However, junior sailors not only work there, but a lot of them live there and have nowhere to park. Like I, I remember vividly back in 2003 probably living in the horseshoe barracks in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii and some douchebag putting a sign up, just made his own sign and put it up in a parking spot at the barracks that clearly had in that spot painted BQ, whatever the number of the building was parking only. But they put their little sign up because they worked somewhere and they wanted parking and they could never find it, which is its own problem for that person. But I live here. Like I would walk to work sometimes or carpool over to appear if it's farther away. And then when I would get back, it's like, I have to park my car here. I fucking live here. And some guy would put a sign up and I, you know, I had a Jeep at the time. It was like a, like a grand Cherokee. And I just fucking ran that thing over, parked on top of the sign. It's like, dude, I live here. It's like putting a sign in my driveway because you work across the street. Like, fuck off. No. And so those types of issues, it's like, you want to talk about little things? Like, so then that sailor's late. Then that sailor gets counseling shit. Then that sailor's a shit bag. Then that sailor doesn't get awards. It affects their eval. It affects their mental health. Like, that's the little thing that turns into the big thing. And so is like a leave chit, so they can go home and see their family. Or just get a break from the madness. Those are the little things. And it's like, again, I wish they would say those things out loud. But also, like, that's all it says is the little things. What the fuck is the little things? Like, what is that? Because I know what I think it is, but what do you think it is? What do all these junior sailors think it is? Is that what you're going off of? Because he has been jet-setting around the Navy for a year. So is that what we're talking about? And if it is, fucking say that. Man, come on. And then at the end, like, you know how I feel about building trust. And it says... So it talks about we actively teach uphold and enforce standards. In doing so, we are responsible as a mess to hold one another accountable and acknowledge and address shortfalls. This is how we build trust with our leaders, our sailors and each other. I, I disagree. And I'm not saying that I can't see where you were going with this, but like being authentic as a human humanizing yourself to these people and authentically communicating and whatever that looks like for you as the person and personality type that you are is how you begin to build trust. The way you keep trust is by being an authentic leader that like treats people the same, meets those human needs. Go look up Maslow's hierarchy. If you don't know what I'm talking about and doesn't like compromise their character integrity and all and, and, that authenticity to do anything else make rank or fucking appease the co or whatever that i I can see that that would be where he's like this is how you keep trust or maintain it once you've earned it but like a junior sailor based on the the wreckage left in the wake of leadership incompetence specifically from enlisted khakis You're not gaining trust just by holding other chiefs accountable, which they're not really going to see unless it's like you telling a guy to take his hands out of his pockets or something. Like You're not going to melt a chief's face off for fucking up in public. That's just not going to happen. You're going to pull him in the chief's mess. And on most ships, they're not going to know that even happened. On a submarine, you can hear it. Ask me how I know because I've done it and... (laughs) I had the CO come down from the level up and be like, "Is everything okay down here?" Because I, I'm loud. I know another shocker, but like you, that's not like enforcing standards, upholding and enforcing standards. Like that's that's you just leading by example. But you're not gonna like earn trust with that. It will help you maintain it for sure, but you're not gonna earn it that way. Like maintaining trust like when i shined my boots maintained my uniform had a fresh haircut was was that type of an exemplar i told people to take their hands out of their pockets i was a fucking walking meme until i earned that trust then it was different because i i explained it to them and i would have these the salty e5 the smoke pit lords right they would ask me like senior why do you give a shit why do you care so much about this And I would explain it to them. And that's the key. When I explained it to them, that was me authentically communicating to them why I care about this thing. And that combined with my behavior overall, with my interactions with them overall, they saw that not only did I care about those things for real, that wasn't just me faking it or like parroting the party line or whatever, just being a dick. I really believed in that shit. I modeled it, so that was exhibit A, but then I really cared about it. I was passionate about it for a lot of reasons. Heritage kind of being at the forefront, but then leading by example and all those other things. But then my communicating that to them and, more importantly, how I treated them and how I would talk to them, not as if I was superior Right. I I just treated them like people. Yeah. Within a professional military construct. But I just treated them like people. They I was approachable to them. They trusted me. They would come find me when they needed things to the point that they would seek me out before their own chief sometimes because that chief wasn't doing the same thing. And I was working on that, too. But the reason I earned their trust wasn't because of any of those things. Though That helped me maintain trust once they understood why I was doing it and that it was coming from an authentic place and that they could actually trust me and I wasn't the walking meme that was going to knife them in the back. So that's not how you earn trust at all. That's how you it, it's a small part of maintaining it. You do have to like walk the walk after you earn that trust, but that's a small part of doing that. There's plenty of chiefs that I could tell you stories about that didn't do those things and were kind of like the people's chief where they were like trying to act like the E5 smoke pit lord. And it like was counterproductive in a lot of ways, but God, they love that dude. You know, like he was popular. Um yeah, I I these These things feel tone deaf and out of touch. They feel unrealistic, intentionally vague to the detriment of everyone reading them and largely pointless. And I don't again like I just want to like loop back around to I think Jim Honey's a good dude and I think his heart's in the right place and I think he wants to do the right thing. This just isn't how you do it. And I don't th- like I, I again, I haven't done like an academic study, but the, the type of feedback one, I've been getting from these podcasts and two, I've just been getting from talking to people about these memos as, as a whole. I'm not the only one that feels this way. And I'm speaking for a lot of chiefs when I say these things. And so it, I, it stands to reason that most chiefs probably feel this way. And that's a fucking problem. You gotta do something that actually corrects anything, or even effectively communicates your expectations, because this doesn't do it. This, this, this ain't it, man. I, this, I challenge you to to go out randomly. Don't tell anybody you're coming, and just start walking up to chiefs and say, "Hey, what are my priorities?" Or send somebody else that's not you. So they don't have time to fucking Google it on their phone because somebody like through the, through the telephone game says, Hey, Mick walking around base, asking people what his priorities are, right? Like just send your staff out to places, just send some spies out or put it down through like the, all the Mick leadership mess folks, like go to the flag level CMCs and tell them to send a handful of their chiefs out to so just walk up to random chiefs and be like, Hey, Hey, wh- what are the McPons priorities? See how, see how many people actually know off the top of their head and then ask yourself why that is. I'm not saying I know what the results will be, but I, I think I know what the results would be. Um, yeah, I, I, one more to go guys. Uh, (laughs) these things, they hurt my heart and and I, I do this, um, with the intention of upsetting the apple cart. Like I'm going hard on purpose because I think you deserve more. I expect more. And this pisses me off. But again, it's not like I, I don't want it to be interpreted as a direct attack on the MCPON. Because I, again, like think he's a good dude. Heart's probably in the right place, just is doing it wrong. And just based on that, like I, I just, somebody's got to say it. and And I'm in a position with a, a megaphone to do it. So I'm going to do it. To spare the Chiefs in uniform from having to do it, though I do like rabidly encourage you during these mandatory discussions, however they happen, which I suspect it'll just be a selective training where it's just brushed over so that they can check the box largely. But if they if you're in a mess and they're having a real conversation, speak up, tell them how you really feel. It's it's time. It's it's time to not be the silent majority anymore. You gotta speak up, and, and this is an opportunity. Like this is a a written invitation to do so. You gotta have. And, and again, I really think that's his intent at, at mandating these conversations. Because then, hopefully, hopefully, those things will then get fed up through the all the levels of CMCs, and he'll actually get some productive feedback and then take some action on it. Again, um, waiting a year, I don't think was the move. Uh, I don't think he's going to have time with the way this bureaucracy moves to get the meaningful change he probably envisions done. And I don't, you know, with with the way that office turns over, the next person's going to have a whole new set of priorities, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it for this one. Uh, if you got any uh, feedback, questions, comments, concerns, want to discuss this, hit me up. Don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the shit podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, or Discord. at to podcast. If you want to support us, you can go to dgutspodcast.com. There's a donate button in the upper right-hand corner of the website. Or you can go to don't give up the ship apparel. It's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some naval pride and hair gear you'll actually wear in public. We've got stickers, shirts, hoodies, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, and then, if you're not into that, but you want to support us, go to patreoncom slash podcast. Pick one of the five tiers and become a member today. It helps so much with paying the bills and expanding the platform. Uh, if you can't spend any money, no worries. Just like, share, subscribe, review on all the platforms for all the things. Share it. Subscribe on YouTube. Share the videos. Share the podcast. Tag your friends. Follow us on social media. All that kind of stuff. Review us on iTunes. Whatever. Whatever's easiest for you. Uh, it all helps. It all helps leverage the algorithms to do the things. So, uh, and and that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening, and don't give up the ship.